Hi, I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley. And we are the Theme Park Gets. Find out more about us, our store, our vacation planning services, and more at themeparkettes.com. Today, we're going to help you find out if you need an ADR to eat at BOG and MK using MDE after you ride 7DMT. What? (laughs) I'm so impressed that you just said that. (laughs) We're going to help you learn to speak Disney. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm so impressed. That was... I mean, that was you. next level. Um, I've come a long way, Ash. <laughs> you you have come, come a long, long way. way. That's for sure. I remember so many years ago when I would reference something, you'd be like, what? What are you talking about? So what is that now, now what you mean? are an expert. Um, and, you. you know, for those who are listening who aren't experts, that's okay. Like once you start traveling to Disney parks often, <laughs> you start to realize that Disney really loves their acronyms. And... <laughs> yeah. uh, they can be super overwhelming, especially if you're, you know, trying to do online research on Facebook groups or on the boards or in blogs. Oh, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's like trying to read the hieroglyphics on the wall at Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Oh, ride. my God. <laughs> it's like you need that little translator card that they gave us at 90s night to yeah, actually understand. <laughs> Except the problem is that they wouldn't all fit on one card. You would need like right. a like an iPad be like a reference sheet. Yeah. But But once you get the hang of it, it does become second nature. Uh, And you might even be saying these things to your non-Disney friends and they'd be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) That being said, uh, we're here to help and uh, we thought it'd be really fun to, to share this with all of you guys. Yeah. So by the end of this podcast, not only will you be familiar with all the acronyms, we're going to go over some terms that are used in and for the Disney parks, which we will attempt to fully explain. And because we love Disney history, we're going to even give you some history and of course, our hot tips along the way. History and hot tips, which now I want to be the title of my memoir. History and hot tips. History How to get through tips. life by Jessica Gardner. By Jessica uh, Gardner. <laughs> I think I think that should be your memoir. You better before you publish this, you better uh, uh, copyright that name, buy that domain. No, right? Somebody else is going to steal History it. All right, but first, you, before you write your before you write your memoir, we don't want to leave out or bore all of those those who are listening who are already advanced Disney nerds like us. Right. So we came up with a fun idea to do some trivia. We love trivia. We We love love bar trivia, pub trivia. So what we're going to do for all of you who think you know all the acronyms, we're going to say all the acronyms. And wherever you are, okay, what, is, what are you doing right now? Are you driving your car? Are you on a run? Did you just get merch pass and you're stalking the Shop Disney <laughs> online while you listen? Wherever you are, if you know what the acronym stands for, we want you to say it out loud. I hope you're in the grocery store line and you're just <laughs> saying things out loud to random strangers. Right. So keep track of how many you don't know. Okay, how many you don't know? Okay. Because just like at the end of Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, we're going to give you a score level, but we'll talk to you about what to do with that score at the end. Okay. <laughs> Ashley is going to say all the acronyms as the as our expert. She's going to give a little time right after, so it's it's somewhat timed. I'm so excited. We're going to start some music right now. Okay, your first acronym is. W D W. That's an easy one. <laughs> Go. Keep going. D L R. D L P. D C A. M K. D A K. D H S. A D R C M D D P D V C M B F P plus sign That one's easy <laughs> M D E That one's a hard one D M E B O G seven D M T. It's a ride. F O P 
GF. That's not gluten-free. Not gluten-free. <laughs> think, think resorts. Think resorts. Okay. Stop helping them cheat. I'm trying to help. P-O-R-P-O-F-Q. C-B-R. C-S-R. A-O-A. A-K-L M-N-S-S-H-P <laughs> Give them some time on that one. <laughs> Giving you lots of extra letters on that one. M-V-M-C-P Another long one. R-D R-D? Oh, I know. Okay. Duh. Okay. W W O S. And lastly, E P C O T. <laughs> what does Epcot stand for? <laughs> How many people are going to be like, it stands for Epcot? Actually, it no. stands for something. It stands for something. Okay, so that was 30. 30. <laughs> 30. Just, How many did you get? Done so many more. I'm pro- I'm pretty cool. Well, I helped put the list together. So. Yeah, but there were a couple in there that you were like, what? That I have to think about. I'm like, yeah. what? what is that? All right. So keep in mind the number that you didn't know. Are you counting on your fingers? Remember that number. And uh, yeah, some of them are pretty easy, but some of them are pretty tough. <laughs> but then once you learn what the D stands for. <laughs> the rest of them should be, you know. But does like M N S S H P really save you that much time? <laughs> I yes. guess when you're typing, it does for sure. When you're typing, it does. But also think about how many syllables that you're saying if you say that out loud. Like when we get to that part, yeah, it's it's a All lot. Right. <laughs> Let's start at the top. Start the at easy the top. ones. W D W. That would be Walt Disney Walt World. Disney World. Yeah, that's an easy one. Named, of course, after Walt Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We're not going to do that kind of history. You're going to be like, what, Jessica? Somewhere. Okay. Okay. DLR. Or DLR, excuse me. Disneyland Resort. Disneyland Resort counts as Disneyland Park and Disney's California Adventure. Yep. And the downtown Disney area. That all counts as Disneyland Resort plus the hotel. DLP. Disneyland Paris. My dream park. That sounds so nice. Not Euro Disney. Disneyland Paris is what it was renamed. Well, back then we would have had to say it was ED. Yeah, no, nobody wants to call the park ED. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to call, wants to call the, the park that. DLP. That even just sounds pretty. Disneyland DLP. Paris with arguably, I think not arguably, the most beautiful castle of all of the parks. Do you agree? I... I See, here's the thing. I, I feel like it's not fair for me to assess how beautiful a castle is without seeing it in person. Yeah, but there's so many gorgeous pictures that I know. you can only imagine that it's going to even look more beautiful in person. We so. will make it happen. DCA is one that took me a long time to get into. <laughs> it really bothered me. It was all the time. And then I had to like use it as a hashtag a lot because it stands for Disney's California Adventure. Of course, the second park at Disneyland. I love that you had to like get into it. Yeah, it bothered me because I it was just always like, oh, we're going to California Adventure, California Adventure. I was like, oh, DCA, and I'm like, where's the D- oh Disney's California? California I guess. Adventure. Okay. Yeah. Just like, but like CA is California, so that doesn't work. You know what I mean? So love Disney's California Adventure. Disneyland is my favorite park, but it. Like I real if I'm just going to Disneyland Resort on a regular day with my annual pass, I probably start at DCA. Unless you're with me because I drag you to Disneyland to go get beignets for breakfast that you can't eat because I'm a really yeah, good friend. But I can't eat. I just watch <laughs> you eat because they don't have gluten-free beignets. I'm a really good friend. I am learning as we go through this <laughs> podcast that I am a terribly selfish person. No, you just like what you like and you need things the, the way you need to be in a certain area to see the parade. Yes. And <laughs> for, for the record, I just want to make it clear that like 
there were two years, not in a row, but close to each other, where I flew out to California to surprise Jessica for her birthday. And both times we obviously went to Disney. And both times I made her get up super early <laughs> to go where I wanted to go for breakfast. So yeah. I'm I'm really uh I'm a really good friend when it comes to birthdays. <laughs> But you're you're skipping over the part where you flew out for to visit me. So that's true. You know. That's true. The first time I didn't really but surprise was it you to visit me or to, to visit the beignets. <laughs> it was definitely Which? to visit you. And then it was like one o'clock in the morning, and I was like, "We have to get up at five to go to have breakfast with Goofy." Oh, you're the worst friend ever. Twist my arm. Twist my arm. What am I gonna wear? I haven't planned for it. Oh, how about these five hundred outfits that I have? <laughs> Which costume should I bust out today? <laughs> Disney bound shall I do? Oh, I should add that to the list. Disney bound. Since we're talking about Disney terms, uh, rather than wait till later, since we just said it, Disney bounding is where you're not in costume, but you're wearing something that suggests a princess or a character or something related to the Disney universe. So for example, if you were dressing as Cinderella, you might wear a pretty blue dress and sparkly shoes and maybe like a something black like a necklace like a choker around your neck and maybe something that resembles a crown in your hair that's disney bounding where you wouldn't get mistaken for a character in the park because that is not allowed you're not supposed to unless it's halloween you're not supposed to dress up as a character but yeah there was a woman online who started this whole idea of disney bounding um as just the sort of like level two way to uh have fun in the parks and we love doing that. That is <laughs> so we do it for all of our races. We do it for <laughs> usually when we go to the park. Yeah, it just it's so fun. And cast members will call it out, too. They'll see it and they'll call you. They're like, hi, Cindy. Like, oh, my gosh. Hi. It was the best. The best. Thank That's the best I'm part. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My favorite my favorite story, because we're going to totally derail for five minutes. But my favorite story is when I ran my first full marathon and at Disney World. And uh, I was dressed, uh, I was bounding as Ariel and I had on like green scale, like mermaid scale leggings and a purple top and a, a red headband. And I came out of Animal Kingdom and I passed some random girl that was cheering people on. She was like, go Ariel, good job. And I was like, oh my God, she gets it. <laughs> <laughs> she gets it. She gets me. So it was great. It's really it's fun, fun if you're into that kind of thing. It's super fun. Okay. Move back to the list. Back to the acronym list. Uh, MK. Magic Kingdom. Ob. Which Obvious. brings us to DAK. So this one's tricky because people don't necessarily think of it this way, but that stands for Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I really don't. D-A-K, like DAC, that doesn't remind me. Animal <laughs> Kingdom is A-K, you know. That one doesn't even. They're interchangeable. You could use D, brain. you could use the Disney or not. I'm just saying that the official title of the park is Disney's Animal Kingdom. Did you know, I know Ashley knows this because I just found this out, they actually used to call Disneyland Magic Kingdom until they built Magic Kingdom in Orlando. And then they stopped calling it Magic Kingdom because it was just too confusing. We found that out because when I found at an estate sale some vintage Disneyland tickets and it referenced the Magic Kingdom. And I was like, Magic Kingdom? They What? And sure enough, found that out. You, that's a little trivia you can – all of this is trivia you can tell your friends and family while you're standing in line for rides. <laughs> <laughs> also, is, you'd be surprised if you play pub trivia how often this will come right? up. It's so true. Moving on to – here's another one. This DHS. It sounds like a high school. What? It is not Disney High School. It is Disney High School. Let's go to Disney High School. Let's go to Disney High School. It is Disney's Hollywood Studios, or as we like to call it, MGM. MGM. But it's not MGM. MGM. See, there's an acronym. There's an acronym that works for me. Yes. (laughs) Because that's what it was called. I, uh, come on. Why did they, I miss the chain. I, I miss MGM. I get it because it had to do with licensing and properties and Metro Golden Mayor Studios not being a part of it anymore. Just, yeah. Hollywood Studios, they'll never have to change, but they probably could do with a rebranding. Don't you agree? I don't Don't you remember like a couple years ago, maybe it was like right when uh, Toy Story Land was about to open, maybe right before, 
there was some pretty heavy market research that Disney was doing with uh, guests in the park about, Mm -hmm. you know, like what would they, if they were to change the park name, I don't even know if they said, if we changed the park name, I think the question was something like, which of these park names appeals to you? Um, And one of them was like Hollywood adventure or something. So there's definitely been time where they've tried to decide whether or not changing it, keeping it as Hollywood studios is the right call. But for now, it's Hollywood Studios. And it is in Paris too, right? Isn't the second park in Paris? Well, I think it's Walt Disney Studios. It's park. Walt Disney Studios Park, yeah. That's just that's long. <laughs> <laughs> WDSP. WDSP. Oof. But I don't think anybody yeah. calls it that. From my understanding, that is the smallest park, the second park in Paris. Um, and probably and and I think the most affordable that they've ever made. The, I don't want to say cheapest, you know, because we're talking about millions, you know, of dollars. But it they got they realized that you can build, uh, you can call something a studio lot and build things inside sound stages, which are just big, ugly, tan buildings, and that's where you, it'd be like, oh look, it looks just like a studio, yeah, <laughs> and you don't have to build castles and uh, you know mountains and things like that because it's just all sound stages. Well, and, and the hope that's for part of why they did it. The hope for DHS, and when it first was built, this it was it was an active studio. I mean, it was a there were sound stages, and they filmed in Orlando. In Orlando, yeah, they filmed a mm-hmm. lot of stuff there. Um, and as part of part of the draw of that park, because when it first opened, there was like three rides. I don't even know there was it, right. there was not it was you know very, it was like maybe five. Yeah, it was, it was very very much reliant on this idea that they stole from another studio that we won't name on this, but this idea that you could, you could take a tour and be part of this active film studio. And mm-hmm. if anybody out there is a golden girls fan, the exterior of the golden girls house. No, so not from the, not that. from the first season, not from the first no. season <laughs> after the first season, the exterior of the golden girls house was at MGM and they filmed it. Like it's part, it was part of the backlot tour. Yeah. R.I.P. So people loved seeing the Golden Girls house on that tour. That's uh, sad that it's no longer there. But I would say probably the most famous thing that was ever filmed at MGM Studios, when it was open, it was MGM Studios, was the new Mickey Mouse Club, mm-hmm. which I watched every episode of. I was a huge fan. I still am a huge fan of the new Mickey Mouse Club. In fact, I follow most of the members of that cast and the band that they for- that some of them formed, the party. Oh my gosh, Chase and Tiffany and Albert. <laughs> Are these names bringing back Dee Dee? I've, met, I've seen oh, I've yes. met Dee Dee Magno and seen her perform live multiple times here in Los Angeles. And like, I cannot bring my myself to like tell her how much of a fan I am of hers because I love the party so much <laughs> but yeah Chase and Hampton oh my gosh he was like my crush oh my gosh anyway uh so they uh and Damon of course I can't forget Damon I left Damon out but yeah they filmed the I mean these kids went to school at MGM how cool yeah. is that? Like their trailers, they went to school and worked on the MGM Studios lot. And if you listen to any of them talk, there's a ton of podcasts. They're on Instagram. Um, they talk about what that was like. Like that's probably their most asked questions. Like, did you guys really like go to school and live and work? Like, yeah, we like yes, they got to did. go on rides all the time in between shooting, and like that's so cool. And I just uh. I think for sure there was definitely plans to have a lot more filming than there ended up being. But even at Universal Studios, not to mention the other park, but like not even at Universal <laughs> Studios. I was trying to avoid were, that, Jessica. I know. But I mean, the, because, but it all stems from the fact that Universal Studios Hollywood was a working studios and they built a theme park around it. And then they were like, hey, why don't we build theme parks and put studios in them? And like none of those have lasted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, even there's not a lot of filming in Universal Studios and no. there's like no filming at MGM Studios except for maybe the parade and commercials. Yeah. I mean, I remember when the Backlot Tour used to take you now, that's where uh, Galaxy's Edge is. So you ca- I can't even reference it correctly because it literally doesn't exist. But the Backlot Tour used to take you through this tunnel into one of the sound stages. And on one side, of the sound stage was like the costuming department and the, you know, the 
the yeah. windows, like it'd be lit from the inside and you could look in and literally, I remember seeing people working on costumes, you know, that's, that was their job. So cool. um, and it was just, it was really cool. And now you get to ride the Millennium Falcon. So I don't know, which also version cool. would you choose? <laughs> also cool. The parks grow and change. Like Walt said, the parks are never finished. They're never done. So, you know, we're growing and adapting with them, but obviously as some one in the entertainment business, I adored that growing up. I adored all of MGM and the Backlot Tour. We have to keep going. Yes, we do. ADR. Advanced Dining Reservation. Ashley's favorite thing. She <laughs> loves ADRs. I love my ADRs. I do. She will book you all the ADRs all if you call her. the ADRs. <laughs> my feeling is, okay, so Disney, you know, established this advanced dining reservation system years ago because... You know, they essentially wanted to give people the opportunity to secure uh, a time to eat. I mean, they want it's convenience, right? So I think it's one of the best systems. The downside is that you have to do it well in advance of your trip. So you're basically predicting what you're going to be in the mood for. But for me, like, I'll eat pretty much everything. So I am happily happy to commit to whatever restaurant it is on whatever day that is. And I like food planning, so. <laughs> yeah, but I get like some people don't, and that's okay. And the other negative is that now there are some places you can't go unless you have an ADR. Uh, so there's a lot of places that you won't be yeah. able to go. Some of the more popular ones are probably pretty obvious to folks, but things like Cinderella's Royal Table, uh, California CRT. Grill. CG. I don't think anybody calls it CG. We definitely call it CRT, but we don't think anybody calls it CG. Most people, a lot of people call it Cindy's too. We're going to Cindy's. Cindy's. Yeah. Uh, Or I'm eating in the castle, which I guess technically you are. But yeah, I mean, there's a handful of restaurants, uh, Beaches and Cream. There's a handful of restaurants that are really, really hard to get, or you have to get them when that ADR window opens. Um, Some of the restaurants you could still do day of reservations or um, you could walk up, but they also have a 24-hour window. So you have to cancel within 24 hours. And we've talked about this in other shows. And if you don't, you can get charged a fee. And that was basically because people were hoarding ADRs and being like, I have five different options for dinner, which is really not fair to other people. So, um, So a lot of times you can actually get a night before or day of reservation because people have canceled. So I like it. I just... I don't know. I just like knowing that I don't have to wait in line to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Same. I've at least like, I've at least guaranteed myself uh, an opportunity to sit down in the air conditioning and be right because that not waiting that can in a make line. or break your trip, right? Oh, so yeah. to be able to plan your food first, plan then then plan your rides and the rest of your day around when you're eating, and if you have. A travel agent who specializes in Disney vacations and happens to love ADRs, uh, they can also assist in strategically placing your ADRs at certain restaurants to watch certain shows mm-hmm. uh, or to Do experience it. certain things. Right. And if you have any problems, then she's dealing with it, not you. <laughs> right. Whoever this magical travel agent is. I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, CM. Cast member. Cast member. And like for some people, let's go over some of these terms that uh, also cast members use, such as on stage. On stage means in any area that a guest could be in, where backstage is the staff only areas. So instead of a big sign that says employees only, it's backstage, right? So that's like behind the scenes. Show, everything around you is the show. Costumes, they don't wear uniforms. (laughs) They're the costumes, right? Even when you are interviewing to be a cast member, they call that an audition. The building, and I know this because I was a a cast member myself, the building that you go into has a huge sign out front that says casting. (laughs) And it's, it's called the casting building. And everyone does an audition from dancers to cleaners. Everybody does an audition. The role is the specific job that you're cast in. And a host or hostess is like one of those frontline people who say, hi, how are you? You know, so there's really a lot of all of these terms. I love them. I think they're fun. And, And of course, customers aren't customers. What are they called? Guests. We are paying to be there. <laughs> a lot of money. But we are guests. We are and guests. That's 
And they really, when they're training you to be a cast member, they they really instill that. They tell you lots of stories. They really want you to understand about what it is for these people who are coming to the parks to enjoy this. And they really instill that. And, and it makes a difference, I think. It does make a difference. And I think, too, for the... For the guest side, um, remembering that you are a guest, you should be treating your hosts, the cast members, with equal amounts of respect and kindness um, because you are a guest on their property. You're a guest in their park and in their resort. So I think it goes both ways. And they can kick you out or send you to jail. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. Just like if you are a guest in somebody's home and you do something that you're not supposed to do, they can ask you to leave. Kindly, please step this way and I won't point to show you the way I want you to go. I'll just use my hand as like a signal with it's my palm out and just show you, please step out this way. Yes, exactly. That's another thing too. You'll never see a cast member point. One finger. That's not a thing that they do. They always mm-hmm. use their whole hand. Never, never one finger because that is just less nice looking and also offensive in some countries. So that's been a thing since the park opened as well. Moving on to this is a tough one. DDP. Disney dining plan. Disney dining plan. Disney dining Ooh. plan. We have a food. whole episode More about food. the Disney dining plan. Uh, uh, Ashley is convincing me that we need to do this for our <laughs> upcoming trip. I am excited about it. I have not done it myself, but uh, I love the idea of your food is paid for in advance and you just go get it. Yep. It makes it a lot easier to budget (laughs) if you are um, trying to be really thoughtful about the cost of your trip. And uh, there's different levels. So there's different budgets. There's also different levels depending on how you travel too. So I wouldn't say there's a, it's, it's definitely not designed to be one size fits all, but it's designed to be accessible for, for different people who travel. There are plenty of people who don't partake in the Disney dining plan and that's totally fine too. Um, it just, it might be worth exploring if you are thinking about planning a trip and, uh, want to be conscious of how much money you're spending on food. Um, listen to that episode if you haven't and learn about how, uh, certain times of year you might be able to get special deals on that as well. Ashley talks all about that in that episode. All right. We say this one a lot, DVC. Disney Vacation Club. Right. Basically Disney's version of Timeshare. So here's a fun fact about DVC that a lot of folks may not know. Unless you were a 90s kid and you watched uh, TGIF on ABC often. TGIF. (laughs) But the original DVC resort is Old Key West. And before it was Old Key West, it was called Disney Vacation Club. That was the name of the resort. It was the first one that was built, um, is the original, um, and uh, the the most prominent display of Old Key West as Disney Vacation Club are in a handful of episodes of Step by Step that you can watch on Hulu, because they're all on Hulu, (laughs) and not that I've watched them recently or anything, um, and they do uh, a really good showing of what it was like to be uh, a guest at Old Key West back then, or I should say Disney Vacation Club back then. Now Disney has multiple uh, vac- vacation club properties, not just at Walt Disney World, but also in uh, Disneyland and also out at Aulani, a Disney resort and spa in Hawaii, and Disney's Vero Beach and Hilton Head Resorts. So 14. the only 14. two, Vero Beach and Hilton Head are the only two well, and Alani are the only three that are not part of a theme park. You know, they, they don't have a theme park uh, connected to them. So, right. So you can have the Disney experience while you're in Hawaii. You can have the Disney experience in Florida outside of Orlando. And you can have it in South Carolina. MB. Magic Band. This only applies to Walt Disney World guests because Disneyland guests do not have Magic Bands as part of their experience. Um, But the Magic Band is that fun, colorful, sometimes uh, printed or designed bracelet you see people wearing. That is your room key and your park pass and your, well... Our next piece, our next uh, acronym, Um, but it keeps it's it's the keeper of all the things digitally for you on your wrist. You you get that for free or included, I should say, if you're staying staying at a resort. resort. Yep. Um, And you can also buy them, too. If you mm-hmm. don't want a solid color and you want like a character. Right. Kind of an upgrade. Design. You can yeah. get an upgrade for a few bucks uh, or you can go crazy and spend a lot of bucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. And it helps keep your FP pluses. 
Your Am I saying that right? Yes. Your <laughs> Fast Pass Plus, which used to be just Fast Pass, but now it's Fast Pass Plus. Why? <laughs> okay. So uh, the Fast Pass system was a paper system. So you had to go up to the kiosk yeah. and you put your ticket in and you get your Fast Pass ticket back out. The Fast Pass Plus system is entirely digital. So you can still do the paper Fast Passes, but you really want to do the Fast Pass Plus system because you can make your Fast Pass reservations in advance, similar to your dining reservations. This gives you the opportunity to book three Fast Passes per day in advance, um, which is just really helpful for your touring strategy because some of those rides are, the lines are really long and this will save you some time. Uh, and then once you use all three, you can keep adding as long as there are Fast Passes available. All four parks at Walt Disney World use this system. And then in Disneyland, they actually use a different system called Max Pass. Uh, mm. Max Pass, you have to pay for, but uh, same concept. You can book your fast passes on your phone. Yep, I am such a fan of, of it's Max awesome. Pass. As a Disneyland annual pass holder, especially, you can just sort of decide. You you can make that part of your pass and pay for it for the entire year, which is like wow uh but what i do is i don't do that and i just decide on the day of whether or not i want to add it to my day and be able to get on as many rides as possible which is so great if someone's in town and they're like i want to do everything in one day and i'm like great let's get max pass <laughs> so then for sure you can just go onto your phone and uh you know it's very similar it's you don't book in advance you you still do it like during your park day but it is an ad- you don't do it in an advanced day, but you you it's still a similar system to the fast pass system, except that you don't physically have to go to the ride to get your fast pass. If that makes sense, you book it all from your phone, so you can be standing over on Pixar Pier and book something over for for Tomorrowland and Disneyland. If that makes sense, it's hard to describe. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll dig deep into this more. Um, we've talked about Fast Pass Plus yeah. on past episodes, and um, we'll dig more into Max Pass about Disneyland separately because they are two separate beasts. And I always find like if you're a Disneyland person, going to Walt Disney World is weird because you it's know so it's a different, different system. <laughs> And the same thing whenever I have somebody who's like, I've been to Walt Disney World and I don't understand why I can't do all these things in advance. It's yeah. I mean, they're they're similar, but different. It's like a a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. That's pretty good analogy. (laughs) It's the one thing I retain from geometry class. The rest of it, I don't can tell you. All right. Next. This one is hard. M.D.E. My Disney experience. So this one, my Disney experience is is again. A very, it's a Walt Disney World exclusive. Exclusive, yeah. yeah. Um, so my Disney experience is is where you go to to secure your advanced dining reservations, or now we can say to secure your ADRs and your Fast Pass mm-hmm. Pluses. Um, it's also where you can uh, connect, or you'll have to connect your hotel reservation if you're staying on property, um, so that you can actually use your phone as your room key. If you would like to, um, you can also check in to your room in advance. You can uh, now request certain things from housekeeping directly through your My Disney Experience account. Uh, it, it has a ton of features, but it all, the, the most important feature it has is the wait times. Mm. You can mm-hmm. see at any point in time at any park what the current wait time is for any attraction, whether it's down, whether it's closed. So you can really decide you know, whether you want to trek all the way across the park to go to a different ride. Um, And that, Mm -hmm. I think, is one of the best features. All the Disney parks have some sort of app. They do. Disneyland has it as well. But MDE, my Disney experience, is the most comprehensive. Yes. And and Disneyland's app is the Disneyland app. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you so if you're going to Disneyland, you want to download the Disneyland app. If you're going to Walt Disney World, you're going to download the My Disney Experience app. Um, and again, because the because the parks operate a little bit differently in how they uh, utilize that information, how you secure reservations, all those sorts of things, uh, the apps just have to be different. So yeah. um, just keep that in mind. Like if you're if you're a Walt Disney World person and you're going to Disneyland, you're not going to use your My Disney Experience. You're going to have to set up a Disneyland app account. <laughs> And take care of the stuff that way. All right. DME, also exclusive to Walt Disney Walt World. Disney World. 
Disney's Magical Express. Get on the DME. It's the bus. The most magical, <laughs> the most magical bus ride you will ever take. <laughs> Yeah, it's super magical. So, super, as, as magical as a bus could be. Well, I mean, it's magical on your way in. It's not so magical on yeah. your way out. That's when we call it the Disney Tragical Express. Yeah, the Disney Tragical <laughs> Express. Yeah. I cannot take credit for that. Somebody else did that. You have landed at MCO, which is the Orlando airport. <laughs> And you do not have to wait for your luggage at baggage claim. If you are staying at a Walt Disney World Resort hotel, you just walk right over to the, follow the arrows to the Disney Magical Express, the DME, get on the bus and your luggage magically arrives at your hotel room. Amazing. It's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. B-O-G. Be our guest. B-O-G. B-O-G. <laughs> <laughs> It's not how most people sing it, but yes, yes, Be Our Guest is uh, the Beauty and the Beast themed restaurant inside of MK, and you're going to need an ADR to go for (laughs) dinner service because uh, it is one of the most popular restaurants on property. 7DMT, you're going to need an FP for this. FP plus, Jessica. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. I messed it up. That would be Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, a roller coaster inside of MK that is close to BOG. And if you time your reservations correctly, your ADRs correctly, you could easily go from BOG to 7DMT or from 7DMT to BOG with very little weight. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Best TED Talk ever. FOP. This one's hard. Flight of of passage. (laughs) Flight of passage. Front of what? (laughs) No. I was just making front a joke. front of parade. No, it's flight of passage. Flight and of passage. Most people refer to it as, which just cracks me up when you ride. think about it. Yeah, the Avatar ride, or I'm gonna go ride Pandora. Yeah, and Pandora. <laughs> for for yeah. the record, Pandora is a place, not a thing. So like, right. you can't. That's like saying I'm gonna go ride Tomorrowland. Like right. Well, like okay. Okay, there's, but there's yeah, multiple rides in Tomorrowland. <laughs> so, but I mean, we get the gist. Like, if you're like, I'm going to go ride Pandora. I'm like, yeah, you're going to ride Flight of yeah. Passage. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, but yes, it is. Uh, it is F-O-P. one F-O-P. of the most popular rides at Walt Disney World in DAK, and you will mm-hmm. definitely need an FP plus for it. Gosh, until Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened, it it commanded the longest standby wait, wait times, mm-hmm. um, and then DHS brought all sorts of fun things to us and and now it's it, it battles it battles yeah, out for like, first place like ROR which is rise of the resistance which we didn't put on the list ROTR you, you forget the T oh excuse me ROTR yeah but ROTR you need an MDE account because you have to uh, secure a VQ <laughs> you have to use the VQ to secure Virtual a BP uh, boarding like, pass uh, boarding pass oh my gosh <laughs> There's so many. There's so There's many so left many. out, you guys. I know. Oh, and that's ROTR in Walt Disney World. You have to do the VQ at DLP. <laughs> no, at DLR <laughs> <laughs> to get a BP to go on ROTR in DLR. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting yeah. there. She's so much getting. better at it than me. I have to practice. <laughs> All right. GF, not gluten-free. Not gluten-free. We gave you a hint on this one. Think resort. Grand Floridian. Arguably the most beautiful of all Disney hotels. It's so nice. It's Mm. so pretty. Heaven on Earth. P-O-R. We're in the resort section. Port Orleans, Riverside. There are two Port Orleans. The other one might be P-O-F-Q. Which is Port Orleans, French Quarter. These are all resorts in Walt Disney World, by the way. A fun fact about POR and POFQ, they are connected. They used to be, when they were first built, it was called Dixie Landings. And then it was rebranded and uh, redesigned, um, gosh, 15, 20 years ago to uh, to two different resorts, Port Orleans Riverside, Port Orleans French Quarter. Um, they both have a southern uh, New Orleans-esque feel to them. Port Orleans Riverside is is more of that, you know, bayou kind of uh, design. And um, French Quarter has that distinct New Orleans, Bourbon Street, 
you know, wrought iron railings, bright color buildings look to it. So, but they are walkable. You can walk. Port Orleans Riverside has a, a table service restaurant and a Port Orleans French Quarter does not. Um, but it's nice because you can just go between the two. And Port, pro tip, Port Orleans French Quarter is where, is the only place on Walt Disney World property that you can go to get beignets. I knew you were going to bring up the beignets. I was like, waiting, counting the seconds until you talk about beignets. It's important. Okay. <laughs> this is important information. CBR. We're still in the resorts. We're still in the resorts. R probably stands for resort. What is it? Caribbean Beach Resort. Caribbean Beach Resort. I have stayed there. She has stayed there. It's huge. I, the thing I love about CBR is the beach part because there are actual beaches at CBR. It is built around a lake. And there are white sand beaches that surround the entire lake. And there are chairs and hammocks. And um, on some parts of the lake, there are even fire pits where they do uh, marshmallow roasting at night. So it's actually really beautiful. Um, You can sit on the beach and, you know, watch the sunset and enjoy some beignets uh, that you snagged from Port Orleans French Quarter. From Um, POFQ. you know, whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's, that's one of my favorite things. It also is on the Skyliner route, which yes, I love. I love the Skyliner. CSR. Coronado Springs Resort. That's a tough one. That's it is a, a tough, tough one. one. It is a tough one because most people read it and they're like contemporary. Right. But nope. it's the S that gets you. You have stayed there. You love that place. You recommend I love it to people it. all the time. I love it. It also confuses people because in recent years, they built a new tower called Grand Destino Tower. And a lot of folks think that that is a separate, like its own resort, but it is part of Coronado Springs Resort. So um, it has gained some popularity because of the tower and also because when the NBA went into the bubble, that was one of the resorts they were staying at. Fun facts. Fun facts. This one's hard too. AOA. Art. Of animation. Art of animation resort. So fun fact. I know an, I know a fun fact about you know a resort, a fun fact? actually. <laughs> okay. Tell me if I get this right. Okay, okay. ready? Oh, now okay. I'm nervous. Uh, this was supposed to be part of Pop Century Resort, but then September 11th, 2001 happened, and they paused that project, and it sat there for years unused. And then finally, a few years back, they decided to open it up and not continue on with the Pop Century theming. So Pop Century was supposed to go all the way back to like the 20s. And now instead, it only goes back to the 50s. Uh, and the what was supposed to be the second or the, the expansion of Pop Century ended up being the Art of Animation Resort, AOA. How did I do? You're correct. Yay! <laughs> it did sit there for a long time and it was very sad. And also Skyliner route. It's on the Skyliner. It is also uh, walkable to Pop Century. Um, so if you like to change up your food choices, you can walk over to Pop. Or if you're at Pop, you can walk over to Art of Animation. And these are two of the value resorts. Yes. AKL. Animal Kingdom Lodge. But not D-A-K-L. Which no. is just confusing. <laughs> and AKL is is uh, comprised of three buildings. So you will often hear people, if they refer to uh, Jumbo or Kidani, um, that those are both parts of AKL. So sometimes people just skip the AKL part and they just say Jumbo or Kidani. And this is not a value resort. It is not a value resort. It is a deluxe resort. Let's get to the long ones. Okay. Here we go. M-N-S-S-H-P. Mickey's, right? We're giving you a hint. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. There it is. We have talked about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party in our episode called Special Ticketed Parties and Events. So if you want to learn more about that, go to that episode. Super fun. Happens every year. Unfortunately, not 2020, but happens every other year (laughs) and (laughs) allows kids to trick-or-treat in the parks and wear costumes it's a special ticketed event it's at night it's not so scary (laughs) it is not so scary mickey wears like a bat costume like a vampire bat costume and it's adorable and er is like dressed like a clown it's so cute so cute mvmcp 
Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Something else that we talk about on special ticket events and parties because we both went and we had an amazing time. It was so fun. It snows on Main Street. There's cookies for free everywhere. Hot cocoa. It's Snope. It's Snope, Jessica. It's Snopes on Main Street. You say the word Snope like eight times in that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Snope. Snope. All right. This is a super hard one. R.D. Because nobody, I don't, I have never heard anybody call it this, but. Run Disney. It's one less syllable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, not that many people use it, but if you're, if you're typing something really long. Yeah. Also, you have to make R a lowercase R and then D an uppercase to get it like really right. And it's all one word. So it's quick and right. But Run Disney (laughs) are the races that you can run. Uh, They are, obviously you have to pay for them. They do not include a park ticket. You have to to be able to get a bib to run these races is a process, but uh, we know someone who could help you with that. Mm, and, I wonder who that could be. Yeah, it's really amazing. If you're a runner, it's, you know, we've talked about this at length in multiple episodes. It is just one of the best experiences as a runner to be able to run through the parks, backstage, on stage, through the castles. Uh, I mean, so great. We love Run Disney. Or I should say RD. And they have a separate website from Disney. So, yeah. And right now they're only doing run Disney races. Well, not only, but they don't. Currently, they're not doing them in California, sadly. Hopefully, they'll come back someday. There are virtual races, uh, run D- RD races in Florida for the Disney Cruise. Castaway Key. I said it wrong in that episode. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Castaway Key. Key. Uh, and also, the there are run Disney races available at DLP. At DLP. Oh my gosh. I totally would do that. Because oh. then you could get the Castle to Chateau challenge medal. I need all of the medals <laughs> and I specifically need that medal. Especially since oh. you have your Coast to Coast medal. I do. I have a Coast to Coast medal from when they did do the races in California. Hopefully they come back. Yeah. Hopefully they come back. WWOS. This is also a tough one. Unless you are watching the NBA in the bubble, in which case you would know that it stands for wide world of sports. It's massive. Uh, it includes a handful of buildings, um, some of which are designed and set up and equipped for um, things like cheerleading competitions and uh, gymnastics, dance, uh, a variety of, of competitions. They also have fields outside for literally every sport. Um, it is where the Atlanta Braves uh, usually do spring training. So, and if you are an rd participant it is where you go to pick up your bibs and buy your merch and all of that stuff and if you run the marathon the full marathon depending on the course that year you may end up running it and it's my least favorite part of the race but that's for another day it's technically the espn wwos yes it is (laughs) i remember them building it just made too much sense for disney to have this kind of complex there do you remember when they first opened and they had the all-star cafe. I did. I went there and sat in a baseball glove, like the booths were baseball <laughs> glove shaped. And I think I like introduced my parents to like my boyfriend at the time there. And we sat there and watched the sports and tried to get my dad to bond with the boyfriend, which didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. It is no longer there. It closed many, many years ago. Um, it closed mm-hmm. in 2007. It was basically like the sports version of Planet Hollywood. And supposedly in 2022, they are supposed to be hosting the Special Olympics. Oh, fun. Yeah. I didn't know that. And now finally, the last one, drum roll, <laughs> Epcot. Do you know what Epcot stands for? It stands for the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. Good job, Ashley. <laughs> People usually get experimental prototype and then they're like, uh, cot. cot. <laughs> <laughs> experimental prototype city city of city tomorrow? of tomorrow no. community community, community of tomorrow because we all know when walt was designing it unfortunately he didn't get to see this through but he saw it as a place to live and work he and saw play it as a community and live and work and play all in this and it became a theme park instead <laughs> to teach us about uh tomorrow and the future and uh how we treat our earth and ourselves i love epcot but i am a little sad that you know walt never got to see his vision through me too Aren't you? yeah i mean i i also love looking at the old renderings of what epcot was supposed to be like and wonder you know he was just so ahead of his time because so much community development now is very much like live work play you know housing that's above 
restaurants and retail and things like that. And so he was definitely way ahead of his time back then to try to put together this this mm-hmm. community. But um, but the nice thing is that because that didn't work out, we get the World Showcase. So right. What is that Garth Brooks song about unanswered prayers? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's such a pretty song. <laughs> right. Walt City died so that World <laughs> Showcase could live. Well, yeah. It, it, this this dream dream deferred so that we could get wasted. Not wasted. We don't get wasted. So we could so we could drink in all of the countries and feel like we've traveled and wear shirts that say Drunker Bell and. <laughs> I do not own a Drunker Bell shirt. Neither do I. No, I'm just saying it's it's ironic that that's what a lot of people see Epcot as now. And the golf ball is not the golf. It is Spaceship Earth. That is Spaceship Earth. Please call it Spaceship yes. Earth. I don't mind yes. if you call it the city of tomorrow, but don't call it the golf ball. It's Spaceship Earth. Yeah, don't please don't call it the golf ball. Some other terms that are not acronyms. Attraction, right? These are terms yeah. that are used in the Disney park. Attraction. Attraction just means it's a ride. It's a ride or experience. So if you hear, oh, well, how many attractions are there? That's the ride or the experience. That's pretty much true in, in many parks. Being, mm-hmm. I think other parks have adapted that since Disney started using it. Uh, e-ticket ride. Have you ever heard of that term, e-ticket? Do you know where it came from? Oh, yes. That was back many, many, many years ago when Disney used to employ a ticket book as part as your in your mission. So you would buy a ticket book and it would have A, B, C, D, or E, uh, or it would have all of them, but those are the different tickets. And each letter um, was designated towards a different attraction or a list of attractions. And E tickets were like the big ones, like Space Mountain. And uh, if if it existed today, Flight of Passage would be an e-ticket attraction. So when we talk about e-ticket attractions, they're like the most popular attractions in the parks. How about um, Imagineer, right? An employee of Walt Disney Imagineering. Uh, it's a fancy way of saying they're they're an engineer, but they're they create everything. Everything you see around you in the parks that that's what they do. Well, there's a lot of people who have favorite Imagineers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Jessica. <laughs> I mean, Ashley definitely has a favorite. And I, do. I, I, he's one of my favorites too. We're talking about Joe Rohde, of course. We love Joe Rohde. R O H D E. If you don't follow him on Instagram, you are missing out. He tells you so many stories. I mean, he basically, you know, imagineered most of Animal Kingdom or the parts of mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom that you love. He's just so brilliant and such a, oddly, such a talented artist. I don't think you think about engineers as being artistic, uh, but he's a really talented artist and illustrator too. So uh, his Instagram is awesome. You can get a lot of behind the scenes stuff with the parks, but he also talks a lot about um, culture and society and architecture. Um, he's a big uh, travel adventurer. Um, in fact, when they were designing and, and, and engineering uh, Expedition Everest, he spent weeks in the Himalayas. So that's why, you know, Animal Kingdom, a lot of people are always like, it feels like it's kind of boring. It's like, no, you've got to really think about the details around you because that's part of the park. That's like one of the park's best attractions is how detailed it is. All thanks to Joe Rohde. All thanks to Joe Rohde. I'm also, let's just name a few others. Like uh, me, Mary Blair. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I can tell if something was designed by Mary Blair from a mile away. She was an animator that Walt was a huge fan of and asked her to design It's a Small World. So if you love that aesthetic, that mural that's in the contemporary um, resort, in Florida and just the aesthetic in general of like the outside of It's a Small World, that's Mary Blair. In fact, I just found out um, at the last Dapper Day, which is, (laughs) let's talk about what Dapper Day is, which (laughs) is a uh, convention that's, well, it started, Dapper Day started as people who wanted to get dressed up to go to Disneyland Resort. And because in the 50s, people used to get dressed up and wear dresses and walk around. And so people started doing that and honoring it. And then Disney adapted it and now sort of made it a thing. And there's a convention that goes along with it. And I found out that um, there's people, there are people who are also fans of Mary Blair who have designed clothes and things that with her, with her artwork on it called Wild About Mary Blair. So, um, yeah, I, I need all of it. All of it. All of the things. How about uh, Xavier Atencio and all of the people who design? Oh, my gosh. Tony Baxter. Tony Baxter. Bob Gurr. We could do a whole episode on just Imagineers. People have their favorite. When you start talking to Disney nerds, they a lot of them have their favorites. They're really worth learning about. 
um, the Imagineering story on Disney Plus is a great place to start for sure. Extra magic hours. That's a term that you is used in the Disney parks for being able to go to the park early. Yes. Or late. Well, extra magic hours specifically are for resort guests. Um, so if you are staying at a, a Walt Disney World resort, uh, certain days, certain times, you have access to the parks either before they quote unquote open or after they close. And it's usually an hour. And uh, like I said, it varies each, you know, there's different days for different parks, um, but they're a great way to get some more park time in. Birthday buttons or celebration buttons. They are specialty buttons that you can get for free. Free. If you ask a cast member, um, they and let them know what you're celebrating, whether it's your birthday or maybe you just got married or you know whatever it is. Some of them are themed, some of them are not. They just say I'm celebrating, um, but they'll yeah, but they'll put your name on them um, and uh, you wear them around the park, and people will wish you a happy birthday. People will congratulate you on whatever you're celebrating. Um, they're just a really fun way to display the fact that you're visiting the Disney parks for um, a particular celebratory reason. So those are a lot of the in the park terms, but there's a lot of if you're online and planning your Disney trip, you're gonna or or just you know going down the rabbit hole of Disney Facebook groups and boards and blogs, you're gonna see some merch fans on there because Disney merch fans they all talk <laughs> to each other and try to figure out what merch is where and how they can get it and try to get it before the eBay sellers get it. Boo eBay sellers! I mean, not boo to eBay. <laughs> I love eBay, but boo to the people who like go and bring IKEA bags full of you know, and, and grab all of the merch off the shelves so that people who drive all the way there can't get one and they have to get it marked up by 300% on eBay. Boo to that. Which is crazy. Crazy and rude. And that's just the part of being a merch fan that I, I don't love. So obviously you've heard of Shop Disney. That's where it's all one word. And you go to Shop Disney online and that's where you can get a lot of really fun Disney merch, uh, such as spirit jerseys, which I think are just Seriously, just are, are they just a Disney thing? Have you ever? I had never heard of Spirit Jersey before I started deep diving into merch. So I think that they had a an existence prior to Disney. Like they were very much focused on. Uh, they were th- they were shirts that you could buy at different like locations domestically. Like you know, if you went to like a certain beach town or whatever. Um, and they, I think, were a style that was really adopted by cheerleaders and gymnasts like that's why they're called spirit jerseys um because they were like an oversized shirt that they would wear often like over their leotards or or their um cheerleading outfits or things like that and then i think disney just capitalized on their popularity this idea of like a giant oversized t-shirt that can have letters and glitter and all sorts of fun stuff on it um and they are really comfortable it's kind of like if you're wearing like a hockey jersey you know what i mean like it's, yes. a, it's a jersey yes it's, yes right. it's a jersey it's a jersey so it's supposed to be big and supposed to be oversized like you're definitely not wearing it uh to show anything off uh you could probably yeah. hide a lot of things right and it. on a cold day at disney you could be layering that up and yeah i really feel like the pot they became popular on instagram though instagram is where i first learned about it with all of the people who are on instagram like showing it like looking over their shoulders they have ears on and sunglasses on and they're looking over their shoulder and it's Disneyland on the back of their spirit jersey. I think you're right. Like, I think that there is definitely, they definitely became popular because of Instagram, but I don't think that Disney invented them. This is definitely a college thing. (laughs) So good to know. It's a college thing, but Disney took it and Instagram made it popular and now they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Let's talk about pin trading because oh I gosh. think everybody sees pin trading and they're like, great, but like what actually, what actually is it? So do you know there's rules involved with pin trading, Ashley? I know that there are rules that if you ask a cast member to trade with you, they have to do it. Right. But there are still some rules beyond that. For example, the pins must be authentic metal pins that say copyright, let's see with the circle around it, Disney on the back. They have to be in good shape. They have to have the Disney Mickey Mouse ear backing. So that's important. So if you are looking and you're like somewhere and you might like buy a pin, maybe secondhand or something, look to see if it comes with that Disney Mickey Mouse ear backing if you plan on trading it with someone. Uh, Whether to trade is actually your choice. Cast members, like you said, must agree to trade any official Disney pin you request. It's intended to be free, the trading aspect of it. So you should technically never trade to pay to trade a Disney pin. And the only pins that cast members will not trade are award or 
self-service pins, and of course, their personalized name pins. And pin trading etiquette says that you actually shouldn't touch any of the cast member's pin. A lot of times when you're going to check out wherever you're at, they might have them on like a little stand. Those are not meant for you to touch and play with. If you are interested in trading one, you're just supposed to point to the one that you want, and then the cast member will remove it and hand you. And of course, if the pin is on a person, yeah, please <laughs> on don't their pull lanyard, it off the person. You should- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do definitely do not touch the pen on that on on the cast member or any or any person that doesn't want you to be touching them really. So I had no know. idea that there were so many rules about pin. I knew the the backing part because mm-hmm. I've purchased pins before and that has always been part of the description. Like comes with the, you know, Mickey Mouse backing and I've been like, okay, whatever, like who sees the back? But I get it. If you're somebody who's into trading pins, you want to mm-hmm. make sure that the pins you're buying, you can actually trade. Speaking of pins and buttons, I guess we're transitioning over into buttons. I have a prediction that band buttons are going to be the next big tradable thing. Thanks to BB Brooke, who was an Instagrammer who started making these on her own. And they, she has a collaboration with Disney now and Disney is selling them. So excited for her. That's a huge deal. And they're buttons that basically go on the band of your magic band. They're meant to go on the band of your magic Magic band, but they also fit Apple Watch bands, and they're super cute. Some are castle, some obviously they're all Disney themed, different Disney characters and whatever. And they've all started to come out now, and you can find them on the Disney website, the Shop Disney website, and um, and hopefully, supposedly in the park soon. And yeah, I feel like those could ne- maybe be the next thing, the next thing that people trade like pins. What do you think, Ash? Yeah, I mean, I think that they're definitely getting more popular. I love that they are versatile, that, you know, when magic bands uh, start to become a thing of the past, that these will uh, give people an opportunity to put them on their watches. And they don't just fit Apple Watch bands. They fit like Fitbit, um, silicone. Basically, they have to be the bands that are the silicone bands with uh, the grommet holes in them for, you know, size Mm -hmm. adjusting. Um, So any sport watch or a smartwatch that has those grommets. Um, or, you know, if you're just into tracking your steps and you don't really care about the rest of the stuff and you've got like an OG Fitbit, um, they'll all, they should all for the most part fit. You just want to make sure that when you secure it, that it's like secure. Word of warning. (laughs) I actually had one and lost it within 48 hours. And so what (laughs) I learned, hot tip, Here's a hot tip for you. If you're into band buttons or you're planning on buying one, get one of those round band-aids and you can put it on the back of it. Then one, it won't irritate your skin at all for anybody who's sensitive like that. And two, it'll keep it in place. Oh, that's a great tip. What other things are specific to Disney that people have heard about, but they might not know what it is? So one thing that I love to tell people about is the Disney College Program. Oh, Another yeah. acronym. DCP. So if you ever hear somebody say that they're a DCP grad, um, they're somebody who's gone through the Disney College program. It is a, a live-in internship. Um, they are they come college program participants come from all over the world, and um, you will often see them in the parks because they are working frontline roles as cast members. You know, a lot of people are like, why do I see so many young (laughs) college-aged cast members in the parks? Well, this is why. Um, Disney really does an awesome job at teaching these, you know, college kids that go through the college program a variety of uh, business tool, you know, providing them with a variety of business tools and experience, um, especially in the world of hospitality. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are a lucky few that get to do some more specific things with like Imagineering and things like that. But um, if you ever see somebody wearing like but celebrate buttons, the the celebration buttons, and I'll be like celebrating um, getting into DCP. Now you know what it is. It's the Disney College Program. Oh, that is all that I think that we can fit into this episode. Ashley. It's a lot. It's a lot. Some of those could have been episodes on their own. But listen, this is like a crash course for you all. And now if you've listened to this, you know what all those acronyms are. You know what all those terms are. You're going to be able to sound like a Disney expert next time you're in the parks or next time you're planning when you're on the Diz boards. You are, you're all set. You're welcome. As Maui <laughs> would say, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so remember when I told you to remember how many you got wrong on our quiz. How many you did not maybe got wrong, but maybe you didn't know of our acronyms. Now it's time to find out your score. Woo! Woo. Okay, 
Parkettes. <laughs> if you knew less than 10 of those 30, you're a Parkette cadet. Parkette cadet. <laughs> Parkette cadet. I know. I it, love it. If you didn't know nine or eight, you're a Parkette scout. If you didn't know seven or six, you're a Parkette first class. <laughs> if you didn't know five or four, you're a Parkette pilot. If you didn't know three or two, you're a Parkette ace. If you only didn't know one, you're a Parkette commando. <laughs> And if you knew all 30 without us telling you what they were, you are officially an honorary Disney theme park at. And if so, at this point, having listened to the episode, you're all official honorary theme, theme park, park at. So go back, listen to it again. <laughs> Rewind. Quiz yourself. Listen to it again. Quiz yourself. See if you can get them all right. And whatever your score was, whatever level you're at. We want to know. We want to know where people are at with all of these. Are you like me? I was definitely a parkhead cadet. I did, I knew the very basics. It took me forever to, to even get the parks right. Let us know. We really would like to know. And we would love to uh, talk to you about it on Instagram. So if you are willing to post a story to Instagram... No matter what year this is, okay, find our post, even if this is like five years from now, find our post about this episode and share it as a story on Instagram. If Instagram is still a thing, <laughs> share it let's on hope, Instagram. Let's hope it's still a thing. <laughs> let's hope Instagram is still around in five years. And let us know what level you were at and we will share it. We will share it and we will salute you and we'll, we'll talk about it with you on Instagram. So please tag us at the theme park ads. Let us know what level you are. Let's talk about it. And if Instagram doesn't exist, just find us themeparkettes.com. <laughs> reach out to us there. <laughs> if you want to reach out to me personally, my Instagram is at actor Jessica Gardner. And I'm at Happy Go Ashley. And we also wanted to mention in this episode, if you could, ratings and reviews really help our show and get it out there. So we we don't want to beg. We don't want to ask, you know, too much from you. No, but if you wouldn't mind not, leaving but, us, you know, a rating and review, you're probably already subscribed if you're listening now. But if you could leave us a rating and review, that would actually really help us out. Special thank you to Thomas Gardner Jr., who wrote our theme song, but wrote us an extended version to play under our trivia this episode. Check out his music at thomasgardnerjr.com. We are Jessica and Ashley, the theme parkettes. And hey, if you weren't able to get an ADR to eat at BOG and MK using MDE after you ride 7DMT and you see us around the parks, remember, you can sit with us. Thanks, everybody. Or should I say, Y-C-S-W-U? <laughs> nope, same syllables. Same. Yeah, same Did syllables. Did you not get yeah. that? You can yes. so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>